Sex and happiness both enrich our lives, yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. Hi, everybody. This is Laurie Handlers, and you're listening to Sex and Happiness, a show about your sex and your happiness. And sometimes the show's about my sex and my happiness. I like to be in the mix, too. So today we're going to have a wonderful show. Uh, we're going to talk about sensual healing magic for couples. And we're probably going to talk about some bit about what it is if one partner is a certain way and the other partner is another way. Like sometimes partners have different tastes and different drives. And what do you do when that happens? What's, what's, you know, do you make a big problem out of it or how do you do it? How do you, how do you navigate that? Um, this is a good question because uh, a lot of times people, I don't want people to split up if they don't have to. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you who my guest is, who my expert is today, and then we're going to get right to it. Uh, so her name is Francesca Gentili, and she is co-author of, did I say her name right? Gentile, yep. <laughs> okay. And she's co-author of The Marriage and Sex Spirit, the radio host of Sex, Tantra, and Kama Sutra, and the director of the Somatic Sensual Healing Institute. She's a sex and intimacy counselor who presents internationally on bridging sexual differences for couples, sacred BDSM, therapeutic tantra, and recovery from trauma. Wonderful. So, Francesca, welcome. It's been a really long time. Welcome back to my show after a hiatus of I don't know how long. <laughs> It's it's really delightful to be back here, and I'm looking forward to keeping ourselves in the mix because I think the personal is universal, and as we share from the integrity of our own, you know, healing relationships, our own healing journey, I feel that it really powerfully connects with our listening audience, and you know, and then they know that we're we're in it with them. We're working that edge. Oh yeah. How do we have our relationships be great. Yes, I couldn't agree more. I always said, well, I said this in my book. I was always one step ahead of my students. Like I would go to something and learn about it, and then I would try it out for myself, and then the very next week I'd bring it to my students. So, yeah, I'm not a person who has to, like, study something for, like, 10 years to see if it works in every single Petri dish. I just want to see workable things and do workable things, and I'm really a student right alongside with you and everyone else, if you teach me something that I need to know, I welcome it, and then I'll put it right into action. I love that, and I'd love to highlight that for our listeners, too, that one of the frameworks that I think is so important is to be the researchers of our own life, to have an attitude of a scientist that's, that's really experimenting and collecting data and to be a little lighter than we normally are, we can be very caught in the in the trap of culture that says that there's one true right and only way to to kiss, to fuck, to uh, to be in a relationship. And then we come in with these expectations. And when our partner is not a better guesser, or our partner doesn't remember everything perfectly the first time, 
or our partner or the second or the fifth or the 10th, <laughs> you know, our partner, you know, has a different fantasy, a different erotic template than we have. Instead of being able to come to it with curiosity and say, Hey, you know, let's, let's create a win-win here. Let's experiment to see what can work for both of us. And I've made this mistake myself. So when I'm saying people, <laughs> I'm also saying me. That's that what I like. I, That's what we were talking about, us. You know, that, <laughs> that I've been that person who would be like, you like what? You want to try what from the chandelier? Are you kidding me? You know, that's not the way that normal people have sex or, you know, or how come you can't remember? How many times do I have to tell you that I like to be touched this way before, mm. you, before you touch my, my vulva? Uh, and I, I found that coming in with this attachment to the right way or this uh, criticism, uh, this make wrong of my partner was basically the end of the relationship. And the relationship might take however long it took to be in its death throes. You know, maybe the death throes were a few months, a few years, a decade, whatever it is. But we were basically killing the relationship. I was killing the relationship with that yeah criticism, that kind of judgmentalism, that kind of resentment. And it can be hard to switch gears, but something beautiful starts to happen when we can bring a sense of curiosity and a sense of, you know, scientific research in what's possible <laughs> to our relationships. I think it's beautiful. You know, I learned that when at One Taste, I learned everything was research and development. So if you had an oming partner, orgasmic meditation partner they didn't have to be your partner didn't have to be the one it didn't have to be even anybody that i real particularly wanted to connect with it just was you know i'm doing this for my own research and development and i sort of took that from there to everything everything is research and development life all of life all is in life. fact but all research. our subjects all yeah. our subjects in particular you know um certainly sacred bdsm uh recovery from trauma anything that uh, that that bridges sexual differences i mean all the things that i read in your bio <laughs> all that stuff is a is a cause for research and development I completely, completely agree. So, I, you know, I think we have our first framework that we're inviting people into. And what I would say, if you're like me, easier said than done sometimes. So if you're noticing that you want to be curious and you're noticing that you want to be compassionate and you want to release resentment, but you just can't, you can't seem to do it, this is a great opportunity to go into therapy, to take workshops to get training in nonviolent communication, www.n as in Nancy, v as in Victor, c as in cat.org, c, cnvc, it's cnvc.org is a place that we learn this new way of thinking, this new way of being, uh, personal growth organizations like Landmark Education, is that to be somebody who's compassionate and curious by choice rather than reactive by default has taken hard work for me, ongoing work for me. It's never done. It's never over. The practice is the result. So I just want to put that as a foundation before we go to any of these other things that we might be talking about is there's a quality of being that really uh, supports us to create the relationships of our dreams, the sexuality of our dreams. And sometimes there's certain practices or healing we need to get in place first to be able to do that. 
Do you know, I know you don't, but I'm just, I have to say this. <laughs> I do. No, I don't know. <laughs> do you know that I wouldn't even consider dating someone pretty much that hasn't done my book education? <laughs> I didn't know. So to our listening audience, I did not know this in advance. (laughs) I have such, I, you know, I, to me that someone would do the landmark forum or something similar um, shows me an openness to grow and to transformation. And I couldn't even be with somebody who had, doesn't have that. It, oh my God, girl. It is so funny that you would say that. I've been, I've been, believe this or not, celibate for the last two years. And, uh, and I, and I, my, my dad died. I had a breakup. I really, my hip degenerated and I needed to do some healing from the ground up mm. to be ready to be in relationship again. And when I looked at that, I went back to train with Landmark Education and, and really took on the focus of, having a breakthrough around who I was being in, in, in sexuality, in relationship, in partnership in particular. And I just came up with that idea that the people that I'm dating, that I'm going to be inviting them and, and that that's, you know, one of those vetting and we get to vet um, all of our genders who are li- listening. We don't need to be love beggars. We don't need to be reactive protectors. We can consciously vet consciously have a series of questions. I have a document that has a series of questions that I bring to dating. And I, I'm not always there with, you know, with my spreadsheet in front of my laptop <laughs> in front of them while we're, you know, at the bar. But I have it in my head that there's some very important questions that I need to ask and certain levels of uh, compatibility, of ownership, of mm-hmm. being able to create their own reality, their own world that I'm looking for. And if somebody can't do that, they're not bad. They're not wrong. It just means that I'm probably not going to want to continue to move forward with them. It's exactly. So it's so funny that we're right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's real. It's true. I mean, it's been f- true for me for a while. Landmark education is like the bottom line uh, delineator. And then there's other things. Uh, either having taken Tantra from someone else than me, because <laughs> um, I don't like to always be the teacher, certainly not in bed. And then um, I didn't know we were going to talk about this, but you started saying all my favorite things. Um, and uh, so some Tantra or open to it, uh, mm-hmm. open to going to a friend of mine uh, to, to study. And then there's other stuff because I'm into radical life extension. So they also have to be open to the craziness that I have around the possibility of not dying. And Hallelujah. So, and that really ta- that really like eliminates most people. <laughs> yeah, 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 and you know, by the way, for those who are in our listening audience, again, is tantra, modern tantra, Western tantra, is really so much about deepening into compassion for ourselves and others. It's so much about um, calling our spirit home to our body and really being mm-hmm. present in our body. It's about being able to take things that are in the subconscious, like. Uh, our arousal, things that we normally think I have no control over, right? able to take those out of the subconscious, the unconscious, and really bring them into practices where we can choose our arousal, which, hey, being able to choose your arousal transforms your entire 
freaking life. Because if I have to sit here and wait, like I'm just going to wait, Lori, until someday there's a guy who, who, who has the right look and the right pheromones to trigger, <laughs> to trigger my inner template. And now it's like, now I, I have to do anything to get with him because I'm totally powerless I can't create my own arousal. And now I'm probably going to put up with behavior that I really don't want because I'm powerless to create my own arousal. And eventually I'm just going to be sick of both of us in this relationship and I'm going to break up, but I'm still going to be powerless. That is not a life worth living. And by the way, I lived it for many years. <laughs> and, and there was just a point where I said, I am tired of this. And if you can, if there's like books that used to be called like the inner game of tennis and books that were about how we take things that are normally considered to be in the autonomic nervous system. So the autonomic is the like breathing things mm -hmm. that we do without having to think about it and our heart rate, things that we do without having to think about it. Well, so much research has been done since the like 60s and 70s and up till today on that it is completely possible to take conscious control over our autonomic nervous system. And so then our arousal, which was also considered to be part of our autonomic nervous system, when we can take conscious choice of that, now I can choose this is a really nice person, a really good person, a really honest person, and I can create arousal with them. Or this is a person that I originally had that high. You know, we all have the original high, dopamine, phenylethylalamine, adrenaline, oxytocin, you know, those first few months or a couple years where, you know, we just want to have sex all night and we just feel totally merged and we have everything in common. I've never felt like this before. This is so <laughs> amazing. I've never met anyone like this. And then, you know, eventually the, the drugs drop because that's just how our bodies are designed. And rather than having to break up because I'm, I'm no longer high, when I, can, uh, when I can choose my own arousal, I now have the potential, and my partner can too, we have the potential of a sustainably erotic relationship. And that's the kind of thing that you would learn in Tantra. That's what you would might learn in Taoist sexuality. That's mm -hmm. the kind of thing that you might learn in Reikian, Wilhelm Reich. Right. Reikian, sexual energetics. Uh, so like there's more than one place that you could get this information. But for those who are listening to Lori's amazing show and want the kind of really sexy sexual vibrancy that she and I have as we age, you know, everybody has sexual, mostly most people have sexual vibrancy when they're in their teens and twenties, but to have maintained sexual vibrancy as you age really takes something. Right. If you want to have that, these are the kinds of things that you want to study for yourself and then invite people that you date to study them as well. Exactly. Well, we're going to take a little short break here. And when we come back, we're going to go right into that because basically the topic I want to talk to you about is mostly sensual healing magic for couples. And you just started to delineate what that takes uh, and I know there's more. I know there's more where that came from, Francesca. So if you just tuned in, you're listening to Sex and Happiness. I'm Laurie Handlers. My guest today, Francesca Gentili, is the co-author of Marriage of Sex and Spirit. And I went through her credentials before, radio show host, teacher, coach. She's amazing and articulate as can be. So please stay at the edge of your chair because we're going to come right back and we're going to talk about how 
couples can deal with healing magic because sometimes things happen and they don't they don't know they think it's personal they think it's something that one partner did to the other or whatever and usually it's not so we'll see what Francesca's going to say about it please stay with us my question for people right now is if you're a woman who could use a little zest and zing in your arousal response or maybe you know women or a woman who could use this because many women say that their feelings of desire, arousal, and sexual satisfaction don't happen as naturally or as often as they'd like. So I want to tell you about Zestra because Zestra was developed to meet this much-needed option for women. Uh, Zestra is safe and a patented blend of botanical oils and extracts, and it's created to help women have increased sexual sensations. Zestra comes in convenient single-dose personal packets. Each packet keeps the essential arousal oils and extracts free, fresh, and safe from light. And with application of Zestra, it starts to work within three to five minutes. And at about 10 minutes, there's something called the Zestra Rush. And that can last up to about 45 minutes. The great news is that Zestra can be used as frequently as you like during each sexual experience. Now, I'm somebody who believes that all women deserve sexual satisfaction. That's why I do this show, in case you hadn't noticed. So, I believe that men and women deserve sexual satisfaction. So, if you're a woman who isn't getting that kind of arousal response that you want, please call 877-426-8047. That's 877-426-8047. And please remember to say you heard about Zestra from Laurie Handler's on the Sex and Happiness Show. Are you wondering what book to read to jumpstart your life? Get the best from relationships? Attain the deepest feelings of intimacy? Do you want the best sex along with great happiness? Get your copy of Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy by Lori Handlers right now. You'll learn how to make love in the unknown, take the performance anxiety and reaching a goal out of sex. You'll learn subtle ways of communication and really important practices to empower you when dealing with an intimate partner. You'll let go of blame and struggle. Doesn't this sound great? Sex and happiness puts the innocence back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. Take charge of your life, physically, emotionally, and spiritually with Sex and Happiness by Lori Handlers. Only nineteen ninety nine paperback? and fourteen ninety nine ebook. Order your copy today by going to butterflyworkshops.com. That's butterflyworkshops.com for your copy of Sex and Happiness. We're back with Sex and Happiness. And again, I'm Laurie Handlers, and I'm having the pleasure today of talking to a like-minded person, Such so much so it's a little scary. We're almost like twins in what we're saying to each other. <laughs> Francesca Gentili, what do you have to say about sensual healing magic for couples? And what traumas are we talking about that could come out? I mean, today, in today's world, there's a Me Too thing happening that's way uh, over the top. And um, there's that. And then there's probably other stuff that you have in mind. So, Tell us a little bit about what it is that you specialize in here. 
Absolutely. And, and thank you for asking. And when we think of um, Me Too, when we think of the molestation that's in the Catholic Church, when we think of the uh, coercion, the crossing of boundaries, the sexual manipulation that's in the world today, uh, in many ways, I still think that we're at the tip of the iceberg. And there's so much more that's going to come out. And when we're talking, and it's not just about men towards women. It, right. it's, it is something that crosses all genders. And it's something that we're starting to look at is a culture of coercion, a culture of a hierarchical model that says those that are in authority get to have power over those who are not. Mm-hmm. And, and that starts in so many cases with our parents. So our parents are uh, in the old model, in the dysfunctional model, in the very common model of culture, parents own children. Children should be seen, not heard. Everything a child does is a reflection of the parent. Uh, the parent gets to say things like, I brought you into this world, I could take you out of this world. As long as you're under my roof, you're going to do it my way. It's my way or the highway. You don't get to talk back to me, young lady, young man. You don't get to, you don't get to treat me this way because I'm the parent. I am at the top of the pyramid of hierarchy. I'm the top of the pyramid of authority. And that means that it would be common or normal to make sure that you don't get to have boundaries. If you're making money, I get to take that money. If you're not hungry, you have to eat anyway. If you are hungry, well, you're not going to eat because it's not dinner time. If you're not sleepy, well, you better go to bed anyway. You, You better dress the way I want you to dress, act the way I want you to dress, act the way I want you to act, and you do not get to speak back to me. You do not get to advocate for you is very common. Or we go the other way altogether where the parents are sometimes overly busy and overly permissive. So now I'm I'm just going to put my kid in front of the television. Now I'm going to just, you know, give them money to go do whatever. Now I'm not going to give them any rules or restrictions because I don't want to have to educate and negotiate with them. I don't have the time or energy. So in both cases, we're neglecting modeling for our children what being a healthy, mature adult will look like when they get there. And one of the things that I realized, Lori, at a certain point is like, I'm not sure I've ever seen a mature, healthy, healthy adult. Like, what <laughs> And and I started to think, you know, as you study in psychology, you start to recognize that we have one body, but there's many inner personas, inner aspects, inner archetypes. And what this means is that, you know, I'm 60, but inside me is still this uh, little girl who can be, do, do you like me? Am I safe? Do you like me, Laurie? And am I safe here? You know, she's still back there. When right. she's safe, she's very joyful and playful and delightful. And when she's not safe, she's having a tantrum, you know, and inside me is still the rebellious teen and the rebellious teen goes through the world going, um, who the fuck are you? Why the fuck should I listen to you? What <laughs> is this fucking bullshit? You know, it has this very like reactive sort of push away. You don't, you're not the boss of me. Well, that's a teenage conversation. And, you know, inside, inside me, inside many of us, is the primal, and the primal is the part of us that kind of sniffs through the world, kind of mm, tasty, not tasty, you know, and like has that instinctual, I like it, I don't like it response right. to food, to scent, to people, 
to colors. And each part of us is important. It's just that if we don't have a mature, integrating adult self, which so many of us don't, and I didn't have for many years, if we don't have a mature, integrating adult self that listens to these inner voices and then actually weighs them and makes a balanced decision, then many of us experience unconsciously, by the way, people, this is all unconscious until it becomes conscious, is we experience being kidnapped from self to self. So one moment, oh, oh my God, Lori, I was such a mess in bed. So like one moment I would be there like, I want to rip your clothes off. I want to bite your neck. I'm so turned on. Ooh, baby. <laughs> and like the next moment I'd be like, why did you touch me like that? Like, that's not okay. And I, I'm like really upset with you now. And, and, and then the next moment I could be like completely shut down and not talking at all. Mm-hmm. Or the next moment I could be like playful and sweet and like people who were trying to maneuver <laughs> through like, what is the recipe to actually have Francesca enjoy sex? were very confused. And so was I. Right. Because, because I didn't know myself well enough on the inside to give them a map. I didn't have a map. So how could I give them a map? You know, I, I just have to stop you for a second here and say, you know, it's really funny. I was having a conversation earlier about this. You know, men have said to me for years, what I'd say, what do you, what do you want from women? And they'd say, we just wanted to tell us what they want. And I would go, well, if they knew that, (laughs) (laughs) if they knew that, but one of the things when we're looking at a sensual healing magic couple is we start to look at this uh, model of the inner aspect model. So I use this in relationships uh, is that I know that when I'm looking at someone I'm dating, that the body is just the surface and inside they're going to have a little boy. I'm, I'm a fairly heterosexual, so I'm going to be say dating men, but this is true for all genders. And I have dated women and I have dated non-binary. So it's, it's, it tracks across the genders is when I'm looking at um, someone I'm dating, I know that he's going to have a little one inside. He's going to have a young self inside at least more. He's going to have a teenager inside, not maybe the rebellious teen maybe the romantic teen. In California, we get a lot of the Peter Pan, male or female, the part of us that never wants to grow up. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people come out here to never grow up. Uh, and, and it's fine to have innocence and wonder is amazing. And it is, it is a wound if we're running away from maturity. But it is a joy if we have claimed our innocence and wonder. And, uh, and then inside of this person I'm dating is probably going to be a wise part, a wise part of them, but is going to be the wounded part of them is going to be, maybe they'll, they'll have access to both masculine and feminine, regardless of what, you know, their body is. They might have some access to both in some way, maybe in some way they have yet to know. And so I now know that if I'm dating them sooner or later, these places that are wounded in them, these these ouch places from their childhood or their teenage years are going to come into our relationship with the desire to be healed. And, right. and mine are too. Mine are too. So those places in me that are ouch, those places right. where I felt rejected, where I felt unseen, where I felt unsafe, are going to arise or arrive in our relationship with the desire to be wounded. Now, not wounded. Oops. Desire to be erased, erased, erased. Healed, healed. Desire to be healed, healed, healed. 
is, uh, and that if I recognize that this is just part of relationship, now my beloved and I can start to plan for this. We can start to invite it, to welcome it. We can start to, I believe it is very important to actually schedule sacred time, healing time with our partners. And this does two things. It soothes the inner selves that the inner parts of us that are longing for healing, they start to relax. So if I know that if every Thursday I'm going to get two hours that's just for me and my healing journey, then the rest of the week I can kind of relax a little bit. If, if you've ever had kids, it's kind of like that too. If I say to my child, you know, every Thursday is, is you know, a Mama Dylan night and, and we're going to have a very special evening on Thursday evenings, then he can relax the rest of the week when I'm asking him to do his homework or asking him to, you know, do other things that maybe he doesn't want to do as much because he knows that evening is going to nourish him. Well, so, but are you same. saying that this, I just have to ask you this, you're saying this without any training in terms of healing, just by giving the time and space for it, like the breathing room, so to speak, for this, that in and of itself, this becomes a magical healing. It's the beginning. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a few more things to put in there. And <laughs> I said, you know, I, I spoke it like it was all about me, but it really would need to be alternating. You know, so one week it's me, one week it's my partner. It needs to, right. There needs to be a sense of fairness. But when I said, you know, two hours for me or two hours for him, the next piece that I want to bring in is first, you know, we have to schedule. We have to be willing to schedule. Healing. Mm -hmm not only isn't going to take place spontaneous in most cases, it's, it, uh, it, it doesn't, it benefits by having structured time set aside for, for it. Absolutely. And this is different from a date or this, sex. This is different than a date or sex. So I'll talk a little bit in a moment about the pieces that we want to want to make sure is in that healing, that healing time together. And it could be a healing afternoon. I personally think that the most magical time to be in intimate space together is between 11 and 4, and they, they don't call it afternoon delight for nothing. Uh, <laughs> and, but, you know, it's really whatever works for the couple, and if evenings are best for you, get a crock pot. Um, when you come home from work, have some, have some refreshments, not alcohol, some refreshments, so, some things to eat, some liquid refreshment to hydrate, uh, ha eat a little bit of that so you have some blood sugar elevated, bring it into the bedroom, and then put up, have something on the crock pot so when you're done with your healing, it's about two hours, when you're done with your healing, you can just have that course ready and you don't have to have been cooking it, mm -hmm. which can sometimes take up your whole evening. So, And it doesn't get too late in the night. So that's why I recommend to people start it early because if we try to do these things at nine o'clock at the end of our evening, we just will not have the bandwidth, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. We will not have the bandwidth that we need to really make this essential healing magic container for each other. Totally. Now so, we, yeah, go ahead. We need to take a little break here. So when we come back, we'll continue on for the elements of what else this is going to, to require. I think it's wonderful. I think it's like a powerful, and wonderful idea. And for me, it's like, wow, 
I didn't think of that. You know what I mean? I do healing stuff with my partner as it comes up spontaneously. But I love this. So I just want to tell you that. And we're going to take a short break. When we come back, you'll tell us more ingredients. So if you just tuned in, you're listening to Sex and Happiness. We're speaking about magical healing, sensual healing for couples. And Francesca's giving us a lot of fabulous ideas. It's like a coaching session. <laughs> so it is. So please take note and stay with us because we're not finished. As a sex and happiness coach, I understand that increased sexual participation intensifies sexual responsiveness and desire, as well as overall health and well-being. My experience with a Sibian has personally increased my sexual response, and I can now train women to use this machine to have peak orgasms as often as possible. I strongly believe this will add to their health and well-being, whether they have a partner or not. The beauty and the miracle of the human body is that it adapts and changes much more rapidly than people change their beliefs or their opinions. The Sibian can make any woman's body more resilient with each peak orgasm. Sibian is an amazing experience, often described as the Lamborghini of sex toys. If you're a woman and you can get yourself to look at Sibian, you should do so. It won't take away from your partner. It will only add. Trust me on this. I love my Sibian. Go to Sibian.com. That's S-Y-B-I-A-N.com. Or call 1-800-253-6135. That's 800-253-6135. And say Laurie Handler's told you about Sibian. And by the way, if you do have a partner, ask about Venus for Men. That's Venus, V-E-N-U-S, for men. Many times on Sex and Happiness, you've heard Lori talk about emotional release and how important it is. Well, now you can do emotional release in the privacy of your own home. In Lori's CD, Shamanic Release and Lottie Han, she creates a safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work Lori is known for in her sacred sexuality courses. Lori sets you up with the proper positioning and breathing. Then she guides you through each emotional state to the beat of tribal African rhythms. This CD provides an easy way to do emotional clearing work on a regular basis. Order your copy of Shamanic Release and Lottie Han today and watch your relationships walk free of emotional baggage. To order the Shamanic Release and Lottie Han CD by Lori Handlers, Go to www.butterflyworkshops.com right now. This is Sex and Happiness. I'm Laurie Handlers. I'm interviewing Francesca Gentili, and she's talking to us about scheduling healing sessions for couples. And Francesca, this is brilliant. So you talked about having nourishment after the session. That's about as far as we got up to. Now what? What are the elements? And, and nourishment before the session. And so right. Little or derbies. And nourishment, right. Yep. And um, one of the things I wanted to say when 
is that 50% of us really were raised in families or environments with severe emotional, physical, sexual, and or spiritual abuse and trauma. So that's practically every other person. Uh, please give up saying I want a partner that doesn't have baggage because that's uh-huh. not going to exist. Uh-huh. Uh, every Everyone has been raised in a culture that has toxic and conflicting messages about the body, about uh, being a woman, being a man, emotions, aging, sexuality. We're all raised in this culture or cultures that have negative and conflicting messages. So that's already a level of uh, trauma that is average. And then depending on the person, it goes higher than average uh, because of specific things that they heard or that happened to them. And we really want to know that every single person in front of us deserves compassion and that the relationship is an opportunity for healing. So here we are, we are acknowledging that with each other. We're taking that on from the beginning. We're not pretending that it doesn't exist. We're owning that this is going to happen, and we're setting up a schedule every week, every other week, at least a minimum of two hours. And then we're taking turns. One time it's my turn. One time it's your turn. Now, what's going to happen in those two hours? And remember, I just said emotional abuse or trauma, being yelled at, shamed, blamed, guilted, or neglected emotionally, um, not being encouraged emotionally, uh, being taught to suppress our emotions, all traumatic, Um, physical, being hit, being the belt, the paddle, the hairbrush, the willow switch, the amount of physical trauma that's normative in culture is pretty horrific. Spare the rod and spoil the child just because it's common or normal doesn't mean it's not abusive. Uh, There's also physical neglect, lack of affection, lack of positive affection, uh, all of that can very traumatic, and that can go up depending on how unsafe we felt as a child mm. or young adult. Uh, and then we have a sexual abuse and trauma that is not only um, being uh, coerced, forced, manipulated to touch or receive touch. It can also include uh, being uh, coerced, manipulated to watch pornography. It can be, uh, or watch something sexual. It can also be neglect. I I have many clients that because the parents were so self-absorbed, the parents were so narcissistic, the parents had a mental illness, the parents were addicts, there was no one that was actually uh, holding a container, a safe container for their uh, well-being, for their uh, sense of the nutrient of affectionate, the nutrient of, of encouragement. And then they maybe got into their uh, parents' pornography collection at, a, at an age that it was not the right age to do that. It was way too young. They didn't have a sense of how to connect with that information. And then they start perpetrating other kids in their neighborhood mm-hmm. because this has come in. And, and then they're trying to find, you know, we're trying to find some sense of pleasure. We're trying to take away the pain, but there are, there are ways that because we've been neglected that we can turn to things, whether that's food, whether that's pornography, whether that's stealing, whether that's gambling, whether that's drugs and alcohol, whether that's cleaning, whether that's, you know, gaming, you know, video gaming, that we turn to these things in a way that becomes very compulsive just because we're trying to take away the pain. Mm. And, uh, and there's, 
and then we, you know, it's in the way of our, of our self-love. It's in the way of our ability to be present Our our, our, it, there's a fear of intimacy because the people that first raised us that we should have loved and felt safe with weren't. So I'm, I have to bring it to like, so then what? <laughs> so then what? So yeah. then um, we start with, I recommend lighting a candle, turning down the lights, uh, putting on some really uh, melodic uh, words without music in many cases, or perhaps in a language that you don't know. So your mind isn't tracking the words. Mm-hmm. And then you and your partner, uh, if you're, you're going to be, one of you is going to be in the role of healer. The healer, our job is to relax the jaw, relax the belly, lengthen the breath, and keep our breath long and slow the entire two hours. And if our partner starts to cry, there's nothing wrong. There's just a release happening. Mm -hmm. If our partner starts to shake, there's nothing wrong. There's a release happening. Our role as the healer is to hold that there's nothing wrong. And that, you know, it's so important for people to cry. It's so important for people to shake. I recommend the work of Peter Levine. Mm -hmm. Um, There are MP3s out there. There's books out there. There's videos out there that give you some of this information so that you understand the importance of letting someone have a trauma release. And our, our role is to be what's called the dominant limbic system. So human beings have empathy. The source of empathy is our mirror neurons. Um, and so if you're sad, I might feel sad. If you're happy, I might feel happy. But when I'm in the role of healer, my job is to be the container of calmness. So I stay calm no matter what. Let's say I start to get triggered. There's something that my partner's saying or doing starts to trigger me. I want to just calmly say, you're doing fine. Everything's perfect. I'm just going to, you know, step out of the room for a second to go to the bathroom. Just give me a moment. You know, so I'm going to calmly leave the room and then maybe silently scream in the bathroom or silently jump up and down in the bathroom to jumping up and down compresses our joints and it actually helps us feel calmer. So or you I, might shake. You might, might shake, shake from side to side. Shake. Sure, sure, sure. Right. And have a glass of water or do something so that I can recalibrate because I don't want to replicate their trauma by being reactive. Because normally right. our parents, rather than being mature-centered adults who stayed calm and centered, were reactive, wounded children masquerading in adult bodies. Mm-hmm. And so we've already been wounded by people who were reactive. And so in the healing um, session, we need to stay calm. If I've now, you know, jumped or shaken or had a glass of water or breathed or whatever, and I still can't come back to center, then I might want to come into the room and just say, see if I appreciate, appreciate, when in doubt, appreciate is one of our tools. Thank you for being so revealing. Thank you for being so courageous. You look so beautiful now. And I have reached the end of my bandwidth right now. Mm-hmm. And that's not against you. It is It is about me. You've done nothing wrong. I just have reached the end of my bandwidth and won't be able to keep holding you in a way that would be safe for both of us. That's so I'm still just, awesome. I'm just going to complete for now. And would you like me to tuck you in with a blanket? I'm going to need a little bit of space, but I'll come back in in about 15 minutes. How's that? You know, so I'm not just abandoning them, but I might mm-hmm. need to take a little bit more space for myself. 
Yeah, that's wonderful. What really happened. But we don't want to bring the reactivity into the session. This is a mistake. Please don't do this. I've had people do this with me. Is when the person is, I'm the healer, they're the healee. <laughs> when they're in, when they're in the place of, of healee, the person who's receiving healing, nothing that they do is wrong. So if they're silent, if they're disassociated, if they're shut down, if they're scared, if they're not talking, if they are talking, if they're crying, if they're not crying, if they're telling me I'm doing it wrong, nothing that they're doing is wrong. An absolute nutrient is unconditional positive regard by the healer. So the healer, and if two hours feels too long for you to try this, it's better to do it shorter and do it well. You know, do it half an hour, do it, you know, 40 minutes. And but make sure to hold that container for those that period of time. This is my precious being. Nothing they do say or look like is wrong. So I've actually had someone who said, a partner that said that they were a DACA, which is like this tantric healer that was going to heal me. And then in the middle of the session, they told me I was a bad client. (sighs) That's happened to me too. So I'm just like having a big breath here and saying, oh my God. (laughs) Right. So we're, Lori and I are agreeing, don't do that. So no matter what the person (laughs) is saying, doing, not saying, not doing, Honeys, it's not about you. When you are the healer, it is not about you. Right. It's not about you. It's not against you. You are holding a safe container, a container that they've never had that is in service of them. Yeah. And and listen, if you can do it, I mean, if you don't even think you can do it, then don't do it. Don't do it. Don't try. If this sounds like too much to do, don't try. And And if 15 minutes is what, what you can do, do 15 And, you know, there are people like me, like Lori, that you can hire or workshops that you can go to to, so that you have a guide on the side. So you're not doing this alone. Um, And but I actually I developed my work out of doing this personally for my partner. So I actually started by working with my personal partner Mm. and then eventually created a public workshop. Well, it's brilliant. So I just want to say that to you. It's very brilliant that you would do it. This is a first. I have to just say many things that I talk about on this show from time to time, somebody else talked about, you know, and I even had somebody just in the last show talking about healing for couples, but it's was completely, he was a psychiatrist and talked about what happens in sessions with him. What you're talking about is literally brilliant. And couples can do this for each other. Best friends can do this for each other. Like people who love each other can do this for each other. And it would be so wonderful if they did. Now, I just want to say, like, where do we go from here? So I've now, we, we've lit a candle together, my beloved and I. Maybe we say our intention tonight is for healing. Mm. I say, you know, my intention is to hold space as the healer. Nothing you say, do, or look like is going to be held against you. If I reach the limit, I'll just let you know, but that's not against you. And then now what? So now what is I would say to my beloved, I'm just going to invite you to just lay down and breathe, relaxing the jaw, relaxing the belly, feeling your body as it is right now. I'm going to step away from the bed. I'm going to step several feet away. I'm just inviting you to feel your own body. 
And when, and I want, I'm going to invite you to tune into, beloved, is there an age, is there a part of you right now that is most longing for healing? Is it your five-year-old? Is it your 10-year-old? Is it that 13-year-old? It was. The, is it the 15-year-old that was raped? Is it the 10-year-old that was yelled at? Is it the two-year-old that was, you know, neglected? What part of you right now is most longing for healing? And they would say, and then I would invite, we're just wel- gently welcoming that that part of you may be here to the extent that it's ready to be here. We're going to mm-hmm. invite it to be here. And sweetheart, beloved, if you could dial in the quality of energy or the kind of archetype that you would most want me to hold for you, what would that be? Would you want me to be boundless compassion? Would you want me to be adoration? Would you want me to be like a compassionate Kuan Yin or Mother Mary? Would you want me to be a nurturing mother? You know, what, what, um, what kind of archetype mm. or quality of energy would you most want me to embody for you? And then they'll tell me. And so we're literally dialing in the nutrient that my beloved needs to the antidote in a way yeah. to what happened to them as a child. Or yeah, a young person. fabulous. It's and, then, so, and it's so simple. Thank you. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's so it's not rocket science. You don't have to go get it five degrees to do it. <laughs> so great, Francesca. <laughs> Thank you. And and I this is road tested, by the way, in my own personal relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh it has absolutely transformed uh in a personal way at home. And then it I've brought this professionally both to clients and then I've taught it professionally in a more, you know, with some more pieces, but I've I've taught it professionally. So it's something that clin- you know professionals can do, professional mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, sexual professionals can do. And it's something that beloveds can do with each other, which I think is so amazing. And let me tell those that are listening, if you can do this for each other, there you have the most solid relationship in the world. Yes. Like nothing's going to rock this relationship because to be able to contribute like this and to feel this kind of vulnerability, but also to be seen, felt, and heard in a safe way, you are now irreplaceable for each other. Mm, it's beautiful. So beautiful. Now I have to say to you that we're not, we're probably not going to have time to go into like bridging sexual differences. We're going to have to have, do a whole other show. about <laughs> How terrible is that? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you and I have a date with destiny. I think um, so. Yeah, this is wonderful. I, so here's what I want to ask you because we're going to need to wrap up in a moment. Um, one, is there anything else in this? That is there a piece? You've already given a huge gift. So it's like sometimes I have to say to someone, you know, give me a good thing at the end. You know, <laughs> give me one goodie to give people to take home with them. You gave me a whole goodie for the whole show to take home. So I need to know if there's any, like, little piece that you might have left out before we find out how people can get in touch with you. Uh you know, definitely the forgiving yourself, you know, mm. for being, having the wounds that you have, for being imperfect, for sometimes being able to, having to say, honey, I don't have the bandwidth right now, or I can only do a limited amount of time tonight, because that is going to be part of transforming our world, is developing healthy, loving boundaries. Mm-hmm. 
And we'll talk more about that in Bridging Sexual Differences. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's great, Francesca. How can people get in touch with you? Obviously, you do Skype sessions and mm -hmm. in-person sessions and you have classes and stuff. So what's the website where they can find you and look up more? Thank you. It's Francesca Gentile. Uh, and this will be on the radio uh, posted, so you'll see my name. So if you just do FrancescaGentile.com. And I want to say to Lori's uh, amazing listeners, whom I adore already, and I know you're <laughs> incredible, is that I'm happy to offer you a free one-hour phone consult. So just contact me and we'll, you know, I want to give you, I want a world where sexuality is experienced as a blessing. Oh, amen, sister. That's wonderful. So they'll say that they heard about you on Sex and Happiness mm -hmm. uh, radio show. That would be really great. They can look you up. I'm going to spell it, okay, because not everybody's a great speller. So, <laughs> <laughs> so how you spell Francesca's website is www.francesca, F-R-A-N-C-E-S-C-A, -E Gentile. G-E-N-T-I-L-L-E dot com? Dot com. Okay. So that way you have it spelled now. And, of course, you'll see it when it's you know comes up on Facebook or on your subscription on iTunes, whatever. But I just want you to know how to get in touch with her. This is a brilliant woman. She's like, no kidding, no joke about this. This could change our whole world. Take heed. <laughs> Francesca, thanks so much for being my guest today. What a pleasure. Uh, you know, Lori, this has been a complete delight. I feel like I've reconnected with a, a sister spirit. It's amazing. Yeah, it's wonderful that we, I don't know what took us so long, but here we are. <laughs> um, everybody, thank you for being my listeners today. Thank you for constantly listening. I'm so excited to bring you information like this that can change the entire world. And it's not difficult. It's not rocket science. And really, you don't have to go back to college and get a graduate degree to do this. Just do it. Please tune in next time when I'll have another amazing guest. I'm not sure. I don't think I'll have Francesca right away. I'll probably be in a few weeks after this. But we are going to talk about what to do when partners have sexual differences and how to bridge that gap. So Please look forward to that. This is Laurie Handler signing off for Sex and Happiness. Again, thank you for being here with us. Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Laurie and her work, please go to ButterflyWorkshops.com or follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. Oh.